Hello and welcome back to Vicky's Adventures into Star Trek. I'm William. And I'm Vicky. And today we are doing we in the last episode I said we were gonna do three. Well Vicky we realize that it is late in the afternoon. Vicky has to get some sleep because she works graveyard. So we're gonna do one last one, which is the Andorian incident, and then we're gonna sign off and she's gonna go to bed so that she can go to work tonight. Right, Vicky? Yes. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> she loves doing the podcast, guys. I admit it. She does. <coughs> Excuse me. So, Vicky. Um, in the last in one of our last episodes, you'll hear us say or hear me at least say <coughs> sorry. No, I do not have coronavirus, it is a smoker's cough. We said something about Jake Breaks. Because we could hear him. <coughs> and uh, then we said something else a little later in that same episode because we heard something. Wasn't Vicky. Wasn't me. Well, if you turn up your volume just before that, you'll hear a strange, like, video game kind of music going off. We heard it loud and clear. You guys didn't unless you turn up your volume. And you can just barely hear it. We don't know what it was. We don't know where it came from. But it was kind of, like, weird. So, Vicky, Season 1, Episode 7, The Andorian Incident. What was your theory, my dear, on this one? I thought that the Andorians would try to kidnap one of the crew members. Just kidnap just one? Yeah. Just I, one? I thought, just one? <laughs> I thought they were going to kidnap Trip. Explain why you thought it was going to be just Trip. We know he's an engineer, but why? Because he's an engineer, and I thought they were going to, to well, try what? to, why to would... take his uh, secrets. But he doesn't sense? know anything. But, they, <laughs> but I figured that he didn't, well, they didn't know that. He does know some things, but he doesn't. It, the one you really want to kidnap and torture to tell you everything would probably be Archer. Archer. Yep. To be honest. But if you're thinking trip, I'm thinking, oh, maybe they need help with something. Okay. You know, it's how that. I thought you were going to go from there. I thought maybe <laughs> they would want to steal his secrets. Well, I mean, he knows about Warp 5. I mean, someone who could only do Warp 2 probably could could want to know what the hell's going on, how to make their ship faster. Right. I could see that as well. Anyways, Season 7... Season 1, sorry, episode 7, The Andorian Incident. Archer, Tripp, and T'Ball make the first contact with a suspicious and militaristic species, Andorians. While helping to reveal the secrets within an ancient Vulcan monastery of Pajem. Now, Vicky, saying that there, does that give you any other theory? Uh, um, no. <laughs> not, no? Okay. Not yet. Okay. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. Okay, so. We start out with a close, with a little bit of a close-up on the monastery of Pajem. Uh, a loud banging and the Andorians break in. We don't know there are Andorians yet, but we see that they are there. Trip is contem- 
compliment, uh, what was he doing? Oh, he's complaining about the Vulcan star charts because they noticed something that wasn't on the Vulcan star charts. Well, you know, they're not explorers, the Vulcans. Right. And that's what I was wondering, what was on the computer screen when they first brought the it The Vulcan up. star charts. So, yeah. Yep. So, Paul comes in, and Archer is asking about Pajim, because it's on the star chart near them. Paul tells him it is a temple for culinar and peaceful meditation. Where Vulcans go to purge their emotions, basically. That's what culinar is for, is purging of the emotions. Archer wants to visit. T'Pol and Phlox are having a meal together. T'Pol is uh, not wanting to be seen with humans on Pajem. Phlox takes one of her celery sticks off of her plate and is asking her if she knows or and then asks her after he takes it if he can have it. <laughs> A little rude. Should ask beforehand, flocks. But well, well, you're doing all the and you're learning the human ways. Um, <clears throat> then he asked, uh, tells her that he is sometimes uncomfortable as too, but uses the Vulcan saying, "Infinite diversity and infinite combinations." Idik. Idik. You will hear more about Idik here and there from Vulcan. Infinite diversity and infinite combinations. Epic. Yes. Um, and he uses this saying to remind her of the ship's mission to seek out new life and new civilizations. Epic. Infinite diversity and infinite combinations. Does that answer a question for you already? Yep. What's the ship's mission? To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. <laughs> I know that a little too well, don't I? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Again, guys, my favorite uh, TV show ever, Star Trek. Not just Enterprise, but Star okay. Trek in general. So... Paul is explaining the rules of the Temple of Pazem to Archer and Trip. Lots of rules. That's my favorite part where she's telling them, well, you can't do this. And don't <laughs> touch anything. And, and as they're walking to the to the stairs of the show, Archer leans back a little bit and one-handedly goes, and I thought Starfleet training was difficult. <laughs> or was hard. Um, or was tough I'm sorry not hard as, once they, as they're walking up to the doors of the temple of Pajem they notice that the doors of the temple are damaged looks like somebody had to forge some emotions pretty hard well the temple is over what was it 300 or 3000 years old oh I can't remember I think so I think so and so things can be in a state of disarray. <clears throat> um, and so, so Paul basically dismisses it as it's in a little bit of decay, you know. 
Well, knowing the Vulcans the way I know them, they love beauty. So leaving something damaged is not going to stay damaged. They're going to fix it and make it look beautiful again. You'll find out they love beauty. Which is logical for them. Um, T'Pol notices as she is talking with one of the monaster, monastery monks that a statue is awkwardly positioned. And that there isn't any other monks in that area. As the monk is going for the stone of Shinar. And it also seemed like he was a little agitated. You call that agitated? He looked pretty calm to me. Because Vulcans have no emotions. So. Right. Um, the monk offered them the stone. They're talking about other monasteries. And Archer finds an Andorian in a reflection of something. I think it was a, a, a vase, I believe. Yes. Um, and signals to... To Paul and Trip, that there's somebody there with a gun. So they bust down the the wooden little divider and catch the Andorian. As they are doing it, the other Andorians show up, pointing their weapons at them, and they are captured. We found out the leader's name is Charan. We will meet Sharan many more times. So Sharan, now the Andorians call humans pink skins, because I thought that we are was hilarious. We are pink skins. Pink skins. We are, um, not all of us, um, but they use that term a lot. Now the other thing about Andorians is they're blue in color, because they are born and raised on a planet of ice. Kind of cool, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, where was I? Oh, yeah. Shram wants to know why the humans are... The pink skins are there. Archer tells him it was because they were visiting. Shram says that they are lying. They know that Pajama is a listening post and thinks that the Enterprise is there to resupply. Apparently, this is not the first time that the Andorians have been on Pajem. Um, but with this happening now, the Archer being there, now this made the Andorians more suspicious that Pajem is a secret listening post to spy on the Andorians. Now, the Andorians and the Vulcans have been at war before. They have a peace treaty. Well, having a listening post on Bajem would violate the treaty. Exactly. So that's why they're conducting these raids. So as this is happening, Reed is thinking that there should be some new protocols because they found an Andorian ship on the surface. They don't know it's Andorian, but they found it. Also, there's been no communication from the landing party. Hoshi states that they're probably just in some sort of meditation or something, you know. For all we know, they could have been. So, cut to Archer getting his, getting interrogated in a very painful way by getting beaten by Shran. 
Archer tells him nothing of importance. His communicator goes off. Shran tells Reed that he will kill the hostages if Reed tries anything and smashes the communicator. Then smashes the other ones as well when they start calling them. Uh, da -da 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 -da. They, then uh, they find out from T'Pol when asked they are nine weeks four days out of space dock she's asked by the head uh, monk if you will um, the smell must be unbearable because Vulcan females have a more uh, uh, what do you want what do I want to call it heightened sense of smell compared to a normal human which she's getting numbing agent for it and it's tolerable tolerable can I speak today? No, but we'll go with it. <laughs> Reed want, won't listen to threats and mounts a rescue party. But, uh, and as Archer says to Paul, that's why Archer chose Reed, is because he won't listen to threats and won't be scared off by them. Right. He's a no-nonsense, take charge, if I have to, I will blow this planet up kind of man. Yeah. You know, if given that order. Uh, if and Trip and a Vulcan go to look at a transmitter. It's very old and may not be working. Archer is talk, uh, talking about what to do about the Andorians. Archer and Paul start arguing, which Archer would like to do this peacefully, but not sure it's going to happen. Trip gets the transmitter working and tells Reed to stay put until he hears from Archer. Um, Trip tells Archer about some lights he saw coming from one of the tunnels. Turns out it is the backside of the face in the main entry of the Temple of Azam. So we're going to use that. Okay, good. So Archer gets his ass handed to him some more so he can throw a little statue down one of the holes to make sure that that's where it's going to. They tell Reed to beam down into the room where they're being held and they'll send him down the tunnels to go try and start an offensive to get us out. Um, as this happens they notice an energy signature come into that room. But they see nobody but the normal people that are supposed to be in there. Or that they put in there. So then, we see Shran talking to one of his underlings. There are three new bioscience. Human. Where? I can't... They're within 20 meters. Where? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so, apparently the Andorian scanners are not the greatest. No. At, for that kind of stuff. Okay, it happens because, as we find out later, there's some people in a place they shouldn't be, or that that they couldn't find before. So, a little firefight ensues. Strand and a couple others escape into the tunnels, into the catacombs. So they are going to the reliquary, where the Andorians are. One Vulcan actually gets the courage up to go with, with an Andorian weapon. 
Violence is not our way. Well, we have to protect what's ours. So they're in the well quarry having a little firefight and a curtain, if you will, is shot and he attached. Trip notices it and shows it to Archer. Archer pulls the curtain back during the firefight and opens up and tells Shran to hold his fire. It's the listening post that the Andorians were looking for. There are several Vulcans in there too, walking around. And they don't take notice of anybody, it seems like. It didn't look like it. It looked like they were just, they didn't, either they didn't care or... Yeah. Archer makes DePaul take pictures with her scanner. And then as, after DePaul gives the scanner to... Shran, the Vulcan who took the gun, now wants to tells them that they sh- they need to give it to him and they need to leave and never speak of this again. So Archer decks him, takes the gun from him. Shran says that the that they are in Archer's debt. Now something with the art and Dorian said we'll find out later. Andorians hate being in people's debt. So we'll see more about that later. So now, end of episode. What did you think of this episode, sweetheart? I liked this one, actually. Okay. So what were any questions you have? Well, the one question we did not figure out is what a sensory array is. A what? Sensor array. Oh, a sensor array. A sensor array basically is like sonar in a ship. So, when they're trying to find something, the sensor array is scanning and finding things like planets. And And it gives intricate detail, right? Yeah, it can, yes. Yes. Um, Depending on how close you are, depending on how much you're pinpointing that one thing, it can give you pretty good readings. What were your other ones that got solved? Well, we solved them all. Well, I know that, but what were they? Uh, so we can tell the listeners what, what we know. <laughs> we already figured out what Pushem was. We, it was a, we it's a monastery, but it's hiding a secret uh, array. We talked about what the ship's mission was. Yep, which is to boldly go where no man has gone before to seek out new life and new civilizations. And then we talked about what was on the computer screen, which was the... Star Trek. Right. <laughs> if you're hearing a buzzing, Vicky's phone is going off. And it's on vibrate this time. So no blasphemy on it. <laughs> and apparently it's from Colville and I have no idea who that would be. Gotcha. I don't either. So, Vicky. You watched this episode without me, which is fine, and I understand that. (laughs) So what happened, guys, was Vicky decided that she, and she asked me ahead of time, if she would watch ahead, which I gave her full permission. As long as she wrote down her theory beforehand, before she watched it, and she couldn't read the synopsis. Right. She couldn't read that, which, 
with Terranova, it was very funny to watch her whilst we were in the hotel room go up, block the synopsis with, with both hands, and look at the picture to figure out what was going on in the episode. Which I didn't. I kind of <coughs> had... It kind of tied well, in. Well, kind of. Now, they did... They did kidnap some people. They kidnapped but Archer, they kidnapped. DePaul, and uh, Trip, who came down just for a visit. So you were right on that, except you left two people out. Yep. But what else would you want? Did you think they were doing? Oh yeah, they they want information from Trip. Well, Trip doesn't know anything about that. Yeah. So so they didn't. They wanted information from the Vulcans. They they wanted the Vulcans to basically, I guess confess to the listing post being there. Right. So, with that, since Vulcans are very, as you'll find out with Spock, Vulcans are very disciplined. The Klingons in the in an episode, which I'm not going to tell you, you'll have to wait and find out which episode it is, use something called a mind sweeper or mind ripper to dig deep into someone's mind so that there are no truth to be untruth. You know, mm-hmm. and Vulcans have certain disciplines where they can, you know, keep things a secret. So not only that, but Vulcans are very, I wouldn't say they're liars, because they're not. They're just bending the truth, and they can bend it quite heavily. So, for example, the Vulcans not giving technical information about, like, tractor beams or anything over warp 5. That's the Vulcans trying to help the humans evolve. Now, the Vulcans telling them that there's no listening post on Pajem when they knew quite well that it was there. That was a lie. That was a lie, but they were bending the truth a lot in order to keep the treaty and keep their listening post and spy on the Andorians. Because the Andorians are a militaristic and warring kind of people. They are very angry. Even when they don't need to be. <laughs> sure, we find out Shran does have a heart later on in the series. But the thing is, is that the Vulcans, yes, they can be sweet and kind and all that, even though they don't have emotions. But I think it's inherent in every culture that they can lie. Every species can lie. It just, if they're saying, oh, I, we only speak the truth, but they can bend that truth. In order to make things go smoother if they need to be. Right. Which, you want to be dressed up as Miss DePaul this year for Halloween. Yes. Cold, logical DePaul. Who has emotions, as we find out. Because, um, I believe during this episode, or maybe it's the next one. No, it is the next one. She shows a little bit more anger. Because Trip read something personal, not meaning to. And she's like... I have other personal messages in my quarters. Would you like to read them? Would you like to read them? Gets kind of angry. Now, again, we'll get there when we get there, but there's a reason for her to have her, what she, be acting the way she is. It will get a little worse um, later on when she starts doing stuff, but you'll find out when we get there. I'm not going to spoil it for you, sweetheart, or for our listeners. They have to wait and find out. <laughs> Exactly. So, who did you think was the most valuable person or creature in this episode? Was it the Vulcan? Was it the Andorians? Was it Trip? Was it T'Pol? Was it Malcolm? 
Was it Mayweather? Was it Hoshi? Or was it Art uh, Trip? It would have to be. Or who do you think it was? Even if it, if even if I didn't say him. It would have to be um, Yoshi. Hoshi. Hoshi and. Reed. Reed, because they're aren't they're the ones who decided that they were going to send someone down there. No, they weren't. No, they didn't. Art with our Archer contacted them. Remember. What it was is, Reed does not listen to threats. That's he does not yeah. care about threats. If somebody is threatening his captain, he's going to send down a team. He was getting the away team ready when Trip told him over the when he got it working, not to come down, not until Archer says so. That's when okay. they have a plan, right? That's what I. Mean. Hoshi had nothing to do with it other than operate the transporter and talk to Reed a little bit. Right, but who, who would have operated the transporter? Could have been anyone. See in. Uh, DS9 we have transporter operators and TOS we have and all the other series is we have a transporter operator someone specifically designated to be there and designated to run that transporter you'll meet Chief O'Brien in the next generation series and he is also in DS9 so he is the chief uh, transporter officer on TNG he does other things besides just the transporters because if you're out in space doing nothing, flying down the down the spaceway, you don't need a transporter chief. Right. So he does other things. So does that answer that part of the question? So does it that does. make you change who the main who you think made it possible? Yeah. And who do you think? Uh, Captain, the captain Archer. Okay, explain. Uh, without him. Giving the say so for them to come down, I don't think they they necessarily would have. Well, they wouldn't have if he didn't give them the say so, of course. Exactly. See, I think I'm gonna have to give it to. God, I think it's gonna. Have, I think it's gonna have to be Archer because, yeah, he wanted to solve it peacefully. But it wasn't so much giving the order to Reed not to come down. It was more of he wanted to be peaceful at first. And then he wanted to lay, get the lay of the land before he brought Reed down. But not only that, but when he found out that the Vulcans had a listening post there, which breaks the treaty, he was more than willing to give up his give up to Paul Scanner with pictures of the listening post in order to make things right. Right. You know, trying to keep the peace. This is Archer we're talking about. So, anyways, guys... Oh, we forgot to do ratings, didn't we? Yes. Okay, Miss Vicky. So, on a rating of 1 to 10, 1 being the worst, 10 being the best, 5's in the middle-ish. <laughs> Where do you think this episode lands for you? 7. Okay, you're going to give it a 7. Okay. Well, to be honest, for me, this episode was good. Yes, there was a firefight. Uh... One crewman does get hit and injured by Andorian fire, which we will find out later when Andorian says there is no stun setting. So he didn't die, though. So I'm sitting here trying to figure out how he was still alive if there's no stun setting, because I know what's coming, you don't, of course. Right. Maybe their weapons during wars are are set to only be kill, no stun. I don't know. Anyways, um... 
There was a creepy Andorian. He wanted to have sex with the Paul. I left it out because I didn't want to be creepy too much. Um, that was very creepy of that guy. Yes. I My know. God. I noticed that. All the other Vulcans smell like dust. You smell good. I know. I've studied your mating rituals. Okay. Why? You're an Andorian. What, is that where you're going to plant the bomb? In her pants? <laughs> yes, I can be dirty, guys. I'm a truck driver. My mind's in the gutter 24-7. <laughs> Anyways. So, our next episode, which we have watched, we had taken note, have taken notes for. We're not sure if we're going to do it right now. Um, we may, we may not, depending on how Vicky's feeling. Um, so, yeah. Do you have anything else to add? Like, any more theories? No, I'm still stuck on the theory that Paul's going to turn. Okay. I thought I had a theory I told you earlier, but now I don't remember what it was. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe I should have wrote it down. Well, you know. <laughs> I am who I am. I didn't write it down when I had my theory because we were in the truck going and running errands. So I couldn't realistically write crap down whilst I was driving. Oops. So. Vicky, we're on season one, episode eight next. Breaking the ice. Can you believe we're just moving right along? So, just so you guys know, in season one we have 26 episodes. We're on number eight. So we've got quite a few left to go. About 16 more to go. Roughly. So, Vicky, you think everything's going to hold up on your next episode? I don't know. We will see. Okay. Alrighty, well, guys, I guess that ends this episode. So, we will catch you guys next time. Because Vicky, I think, needs to go to bed now. Maybe she doesn't. Maybe she does. I'll leave that up to her if she wants to do the last one or not. So... Goodbye. <laughs> I'm William. Vicky. <laughs> we'll catch you guys on the next mission. You guys be safe out there. Fly right. And live long and prosper. <laughs>